You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. Back here it is, Scout Fantasy Sports for one more hour. Adam Rohn is taking you up until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can catch us live weekdays 2 to 4 and on demand anytime you want. Just go to your podcast, search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified when our new episodes are uploaded on demand. Plenty of items to get to in this next hour. I'll have Sean Childs from ScoutFantasySports.com coming up at 3.20 p.m. Eastern, one of the top high-stakes players around. He's in the NFBC Hall of Fame. He's won a lot of money there. And you can find all his thoughts and rankings and projections on ScoutFantasySports.com. Put in the code BATS50 to get 50% off your first two months. Our consensus rankings are out. Our individual rankings are out. You can check mine. They're updated in real time. I'm going to do a a big sweep through them today as well or tomorrow. But I usually update them daily and uh, a lot of information and injuries going on. So you can check that out. Uh, My latest is a look at uh, a fourth-round pick that I think is overvalued. So you can find out why. And it's not that I think the player is bad. I just don't like the price. And there were some things last year that bothered me about this player. So find out who it is by going to ScoutFantasySports.com right now. It's all part of our draft kit. I have a Scout 44 review, uh, a breakout player going in the 15th round or later, a breakout pitcher. Uh, So tons of content and a lot more to come. A look at free agents changing teams, what it means for their fantasy value, Nelson Cruz, Yasiel Puig, Sonny Gray, and a lot, lot more. Uh, You can get team previews from Sean Childs as well. He goes really uh, in-depth. Dr. Roto has his teams in a nutshell. We got what to watch at the Combine as well. I got an article up there. So we can cover you in a, a variety of different sports. You can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Keeper questions, uh, trades, whatever it is, we got you covered. Draft strategy, scoutdfs.com for NBA, NHL, PGA, NASCAR, and a lot more. Optimizers including Slack chat leading up to lineup block and vegaswhispers.com for all your needs. And if you want to jump in a draft, playffwc.com. Uh, for the beat for the Scout 44 and the Scout 88, you can take on myself or Dr. Roto. And all you do is draft your team. And that is it. No waivers, no trades. All you do is just set your lineup each week. 12 teams, 44 rounds. It ends September 1st, so a little bit early uh, before football. Let's uh, talk again the breaking news. Bryce Harper has signed with the Phillies. Finally, it is over. It is reportedly a 13-year deal for $330 million, and it will not include any opt-outs at this point. So uh, that's the latest report from uh, Jeff Passan from ESPN. So uh, I think we all kind of knew that this was coming, uh, and it was just a matter of, okay, is it finally going to happen? And it does right here before March begins. So... Uh, big contract there for Bryce Harper. He goes to the Phillies, and obviously we've seen their odds move up now to win the division and in the National League. But this lineup is just absolutely stacked right now, and Bryce Harper uh, has fallen to the second round of a lot of drafts. And, you know, I understand why. I mean, there, especially when you hear San Francisco was potentially in the mix, it it would have hurt him. I mean, his power plays anywhere, but that left field, uh, left-handed hitters in San Francisco was obviously not the ideal place to be. 
Uh, Philly is a great place to be, and uh, it's amazing uh, when you look at this lineup right now uh, with adding Andrew McCutcheon and Gene Segura and JT Romuto to the mix. So my guess is you will see McCutcheon hit leadoff, probably Segura second, Harper third, Hoskins, then Real Muto, Franco, Herrera, and Cesar Hernandez. So it does hurt Hernandez a little bit hitting at the bottom of the order because the runs will be lower. Uh, and maybe some uh, times he doesn't run as much. Uh, he's also dealing with a hip injury right now. But this is really uh, news that we finally needed to have. And, you know, Harper in the um, great fantasy baseball invitational draft that I'm doing, he fell to the mid-second round uh, to Team 8, which was Frank Stample. We had him on a couple days ago. So he started with Jose Ramirez and Bryce Harper. So uh, Harper was starting to fall in a lot of drafts. I think his ADP recently in the NFBC is around round 20. and I mean, pick 20, not round 20. Um, and in a current Scout 44 that I'm doing, uh, Harper went uh, also, uh, you know, late in the uh, second round, he went to uh, the team who picked four. So they started Max Scherzer, Bryce Harper. So I, I think Harper starts to go early now. Someone took Charlie Blackman over Bryce Harper. I wouldn't have done that. Um, and I don't think that continues going forward. So, so uh, Bryce Harper in a really good spot now, and that lineup is loaded. You know, you, you really got to like all these guys. I talked about Andrew McCutcheon. We talked about him earlier in the week with Gene McCaffrey of The Athletic and how he was one of these undervalued veterans. You know, hitting lead off the RBI total might be hurt a little bit, but he should score runs. He still has the ability to steal some bases. Gene Segura is in a really good spot. Uh, he's got some speed, scores some runs, good average. So just a really good team. Obviously, we've seen JT Romito's ADP reflected with the move to Philadelphia. You know, he's been going in the fourth round of 15-team leagues. And Reese Hoskins is a player that I have many investments in. And, uh, you know, he's in a good spot now, too. He already had a big year last year. So really good uh, for the Philadelphia lineup. Now we'll have to see if the pitching will uh, live up to expectations and if they can get enough. So the NL East is just absolutely stacked. You know, yes, Harper leaves the Nationals, but uh, this also solidifies the playing time of Victor Robles. I think that was one of the concerns, you know, if he was going to go back, if Harper was going to go back to uh, Washington. So Robles, now you can draft him with confidence. Obviously, a guy that doesn't have a ton of power, but a lot of speed. Also, probably going to hit at the bottom of the lineup for now, but uh, that was one of the question marks with Robles was the playing time and with Harper not going back, but... This National League East is just stacked. You know, the Mets have good pitching and made improvements. Uh, the Phillies now with what they've done to the lineup. The Nationals, I think, are still a very good team. Obviously, the Braves, who we talked about today, is uh, that, you know, they've had some injuries on the pitching staff right now. Again, we don't know how serious they are, so you got to take that into account. But there was some news today about Mike Fultonewich, uh dealing with uh, some elbow soreness. You'd never like to hear that. And... You know, he he did pitch on Sunday and, and pitched two innings, but they there was some discomfort in his elbow. It is something they reportedly said he had last year, and he pitched through it, and they said if they had a game now, he would be able to go. Uh, Fulton Awich, though, is a guy that's been too pricey for me in drafts. He's always a, a guy that I thought had the ability to pitch like he did last year, and last year was actually the first time in several years that I did not have him on my fantasy team. And that was the wrong year to not have him. Obviously, a career year with a 2.85 ERA, 13 wins, more than a strikeout per nine, uh, strikeout percentage 
uh, at 27.2%, a career high. The walks were still a little high, and that was one of my concerns. His 9.1% walk rate was actually a career worse for him last year. Uh, he did have a good whip, but there were some indicators that he was a little fortunate. A 251 BABIP, his career marks 303. The strand rate was slightly high at 77.1%. He actually gave up the most hard hits in his career, 35.1%. So there were some things that stood out that have me a little bit worrisome. Like, I don't think he can repeat those numbers. We did see the swinging strike percentage uh, at a career high of 10.3%. Uh, but I don't know if there's a ton of growth for him here. And, you know, he could have a – I see him more as a 3-7 ERA guy. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he went over 4 if he was fully healthy. So Fulton which is a guy that – I just feel it's too pricey in drafts right now. I think there are some better pitchers on the board where he goes. Um, he even fell on our great fantasy baseball invitational, probably the lowest. And, and that's what you're seeing in this league is that the players that some people don't like, I feel like we all have the same mindset in this draft. You know, Fulte goes uh, at the end of round eight. You know, that's in a 15-team league. You just usually don't see that. So... Um, you know, I took Luis Castillo over him. David Price went over him. Kyle Hendricks went over him. So you usually don't see that in a lot of drafts. So it feels like a lot of us are sharing the same brain in this draft. And uh, that's what happened with Fulty. So obviously you're a little bit concerned. And this could turn out to be nothing. It could turn out to be a serious injury. So I think you will start to see him drop down the draft for because we've seen the reaction from Spring training injuries, Clayton Kershaw has dropped. Carlos Martinez has dropped tremendously. He is still on the board in round 15 of that great fantasy baseball invitational league. Uh, people just worried about him. And I think part of it, too, is you just don't know what his role is when he is healthy. You know, dealing, he had his arm in a sling the other day. Does he come back and pitch out of the bullpen? The Cardinals do have some depth on that pitching staff. The other issues with the Braves right now is Kevin Gossman is dealing with some shoulder discomfort. He hasn't made an appearance yet in a game. They're saying it's not a big deal, but we're a month away from opening day. So Gossman is someone that I took, unfortunately. Well, we'll find out in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational in round 13 as my fourth starting pitcher. So hate to see this news. You know, he did improve when he came over to the Braves last year. He had a 2.870 array in 10 starts after he was traded from Baltimore. And obviously one of the biggest things is the home runs went down. He was in Camden Yards most of his career. We know what a problem that is. We've seen a lot of pitchers there. It's a small park. Just give up a ton of home runs. And uh, Gossman cut down on those home runs, obviously, moving to the National League. And that was a big key for him. Uh, but still need to see more strikeouts from him. Uh, I hope he can improve with a full season in the National League. But as we mentioned, uh, division is kind of tough there in the NL East outside of the Marlins. So really would like to see more strikeouts from him. Uh, the whip was 1-3-0 last year. That's not ideal. So uh, can he make improvements uh, in the National League uh, facing the pitcher? We did see the velocity was a little bit down. And, you know, we, we need to see, uh, you know, better better pitches from him um, for sure. And uh, I guess the big key also is, uh, you know, getting more swings and misses uh, to get that ERA around three and a half. It's possible, but, you know, we'll follow this shoulder soreness for him. Uh, here in the next few days. Luis Gohara also of the Braves. Some tightness in his left shoulder during a bullpen session. He had that injury last year to end the year. So all of a sudden, you know, Braves dealing with a lot of concerns in their starting staff. Uh, it is early, though. They do have some pitching depth. So we'll just have to wait and find out. 
Clayton Kershaw did throw today from 60 feet, 25 throws, and they said he came out okay. Still, to me, there's concern here, and there are going to be a lot of people in your drafts who see the name value of Kershaw and buy into it, and they're going to say, I can't pass on this guy, um, and it's not going to be me. So we're doing a scout 44 now, beat Adam Ronis, the second one, already completed one. The second one's in round nine, and Kershaw went in the sixth round of this one. Uh, the team already had James Paxton, so Kershaw is their number two. And I'm not ready to take him in that spot. I just have concerns. This is also a league where you can't make any moves. Now, it's 44 rounds, so you have a lot of pitching depth, and you can kind of figure it out. But I just am concerned with Kershaw. The fact that, you know, he was he had issues playing catch, yeah, it's a good sign for today. But it was only 25 throws from 60 feet. You know, there's a good chance he starts the year on the DL. And we know already that there is a problem. There's something that's not right. He's had the back issue. That's something that doesn't go away. Here's a guy that has not pitched more than 175 innings since 2015. And you could say, well, when he is on the mound, he's going to give you good innings. Well, we said that last year. That doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. So he's a guy that I'm just not going to take right now. And as I mentioned, in that great fantasy baseball invitational, almost everyone passed on him. Like he was just sitting there and sitting there. And I think a lot of other people from the outside were like, what what are these guys doing? So in a 15-team league... He did not go through the first five rounds. He went at pick 81 overall. And I had the opportunity to take him, and I passed on him. Decided to go with a bat in that round instead of taking Kershaw. And, you know, we might look back on this and say, wow, that team really had value. But you have to stick with what you feel at the time. And we're always going to look back on drafts. We do this, like, we do this three weeks into the season. Go back and look at the draft for, oh, how could I have passed on this? Oh, why did I do that? And some mistakes you were really debating within yourself, and maybe you can justify kicking yourself because you were headed in one direction with the other. And other times you said, hey, look, I made the best decision at the time with the information that I had at my disposal. You know, I won't look back, and if Kershaw goes out there and throws 175 innings and pitches great, I'll just say, look, I, I guess I messed up. That's it. I don't second-guess myself right now. I think there has to be some type of issue here. The fact that, you know, we're, we're happy now that he's throwing from 60 feet for 25 throws here on February 28th. I mean, really? So the Dodgers are in a position, too, where they don't have to push him. They have starting depth in the rotation, and their goal is to try and win a championship. And they need him ready for October. So uh, he's just a guy that is not going to uh, really help me right now uh, on my team. I'm just not going to take him. So uh, I really uh, i am not taking him at this point. But, again, the big news today is Bryce Harper signing that 13-year deal for $330 million with the Phillies. Uh, the Phillies season wins total now is up to 89.5. They're 10-1 to 1 to win the World Series. But this is just a big boost, not only for Bryce going to that ballpark, but the rest of this team. You know, I, I felt Andrew McCutcheon was an undervalued veteran already. You can read that article on scoutfantasysports.com. Uh, it's just really good for the rest of this team. Gene Segura, JT Ramuto, Reese Hoskins. So it's a really, really big boost for a lot of the Phillies. And uh, the it's going to be interesting, too, to see where, uh, where he is going now. And uh, now... Are some of these other free agents going to sign? You know, Craig Kimbrell is the next guy in Dallas Keuchel. When are these 
guy's going to sign. You know, do the Phillies spend more money, go out there and get Craig Kimbrell? I don't think they need to. Uh, they got David Robertson, Sir Anthony Dominguez at the back of the bullpen. But do they decide to go all in and get that veteran closer who are uh, is still out there? But, you know, he wants money. How much money do they have left? But you got to like what the Phillies have done here. And uh, I want to see where he goes now in drafts because he's been consistently going in the second round over the last few weeks. My guess is now he goes back to that end of the first round. Who knows? Maybe he starts to go a little bit earlier than that. We know Harper has immense upside, but he's kind of been all over the place throughout his career. We've only seen one big first-round fantasy season in his career. When we return, I'll be joined by Sean Childs of ScoutFantasySports.com, one of the best high-stakes players around. He's out in Arizona for the labor drafts this week, and we'll talk to him next right here. Scout Fantasy Sports and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check out ScoutFantasySports.com right now for our Fantasy Baseball Draft Kit. Use the promo code BATS50. Get 50% off your first two months. You get in-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. A lot of articles for me. My latest, to look at a player going in the fourth round that I think is overvalued. I also have a breakout pitcher, breakout hitter, and a ton of more content so check it out. Our consensus fantasy baseball rankings are up, as well as our individual rankings for myself, Sean Childs, and Dr. Roto. And joining me now, it is Sean Childs from ScoutFantasySports.com. Sean, what's up? Yeah, I'm coming out of the bunker after disappearing for two months, huh? Yeah, I know, man. They, what happened? You're just sitting there writing, and you just can't take any breaks? You can't even come up for a breath of air? Yeah, I just get caught up, and I just want to get it done, and it's just, it's just a grind. Baseball, the 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 time to do the writing for baseball is so short because it runs into football. So just kind of get it done, try to get the objections done, and then you know come up with some game plans and get ready to draft and hopefully in March uh, make some money. Uh, how do you find the difference between baseball and football? Is there one that you enjoy more? Um, uh, football is more of an event, and it's on a Sundays, and you get all week to build up to it. So there's a lot, lot to like there. And I, even I think when uh, doing the research for the teams, I'm done. You know, basically July 1st, have two months to follow what's going on, and then you know formulate some draft plans, draft plans. And then, but in baseball, it's more when you have to do all the research and document it. Uh, it makes the window to kind of game plan shorter. And then there's so much information that happens in a short period of time. March. I mean, look at how many guys, even today, you know, got a sore elbow, got this, that, and you're like, sore elbow, do I completely discount that guy? Do I get off of him? Do I find somebody else? And then it just, you know, it's, it's crazy how much it changes so much more than football because football don't even really play their star players that much in exhibition, really, because they don't want anybody to get hurt. No, it's so true. It's like, we're, that's what we're sitting here now. We're seeing a lot of these Braves pitchers today, and it's like, okay, how far do I drop them? You know, in one scenario, it could be, all right, he's fine next week. The other, he's having Tommy John surgery. So, 
it just really makes it uh, a little bit more difficult. But we did get big news today. I don't know if you heard, but Bryce Harper has finally agreed to a contract with the Phillies. 13 years, $330 million. Uh, where were you on Harper before this? And now that he's with the Phillies, how does that change the way you value him? I had him, when I did my outlook, I put him on the Phillies. And I think they deserve to get him because they're the team that wanted him. So I'm really happy that he landed there. I think it's a smaller ballpark. I really like Ryan Hoskins hitting behind him. And I think it's a, you know, a good foundation core, and he's kind of entering the prime of his career. I, th I think it's going to be a fun, fun part of that middle of the lineup. So I'm kind of excited that he ended up there and they didn't, you know, the Dodgers didn't steal him away or the Giants or whatever because, you know, Phillies, you know, they made the push for him and they were aggressive and, you know, they got almost taken for a ride. Yeah, and we've seen Harper uh, in fall to the second round of drafts recently in a draft that I'm doing here, 15-team uh, league for the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Harper went uh, in the middle of the second round. I believe it was like uh, pick 22-23. I'm sure it was because people were hesitant of where he was going to sign and he didn't have a team. Is Harper a first-round pick in the 15-team league right now? Yeah, he was. Um, his projections came out pretty good. I mean, I had him at 287, 36 home runs, way over 100 runs, over uh, 100 RBIs. You know, maybe you know mid-teens and steals. And he, I think he ranked probably as far as hitters. I'll slide it over here one second so I don't talk too much. You know, he's top eight hitter. In my, you know, in the I'd use that um, the scout score or scout fantasy score rating to see what the impact of the standings in 12-team leagues or 15-team leagues are. And he's, you know, he's. He has a lot of talent, and he's been kind of frustrating.